This is the Terence and Emma podcast, all about relationships and seeing things differently. Well, welcome to our second podcast in this series based around the topic of relationships. I'm Emma Mullings. I'm Terence Mullings. We've been married for almost 10 years. We have almost four children, three out and one cooking away in my body right now. We both work in media and music. We both love God and we're both passionate about helping people. So it might sound like we're very similar, but we could not be more opposite. Very, very different in every area, but somehow we've managed to make it work. You introduce that saying we are so different. We're not that different, babe. It's the second podcast, so this is the second time I've introduced it like that. Okay, yes, maybe that was extreme. Yeah, a little. And that's exactly how we are very different. There's a perfect example. So, we are, you know, sharing some funny stories. We're going to get some experts in along the way. We're going to be very open with you about our challenges. And, uh, you know, we're here to make you both cringe and laugh. And we promise you're going to have a heap of fun. And hopefully we'll help you in your relationship. So last week we did tackle the topic of the love tank. Oh, the big one. I discovered, Terence, that you very genuinely need me to tell you that you are awesome because your love language is words of affirmation. Well, I'm glad you got the first part of that, but obviously you didn't listen to the totality of the conversation because I don't just need to know that I'm awesome. I need to know why. I'm awesome. So, That's have you right. got the answer of why I'm specifics. awesome? Specifics. It's like you're um, saying I'm a man. It's like, <laughs> that's not a compliment. All right. I'm male. I don't have them prepared, but as I discovered last week, you would rather a very heartfelt written card than a present. So, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to because <laughs> as we did go through the different love languages and how to speak to someone in a language they understand, so their love tank, their emotional tank, their ability to feel love is actually, you know, overflowing. There's either words of affirmation, there's physical touch, uh, there was words oh of goodness. affirmation, there's acts of service, and there's quality time. Now, you did let me Which know. Which I do not need any quality time. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> That is what we're getting into today. You, you did mention though that your one of your love languages is acts of service, and so yes. I, and you said one of the things I could do for you was to wash your car, which I did. You did, it- yay! That was really sweet. Ten points for me. Does that mean your love tank is full and overflowing? Um, it's a little bit fuller. Jeez, man, you 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 drive a hard bargain. So, look, we hope that, you know, that first podcast sparked some conversation between you and someone special. And Uh, maybe you don't need to actually get a divorce or leave the relationship. All you need to do (laughs) is learn to speak the same love language so they feel the connection, they feel the love, and maybe you don't need to leave the job. You just have to learn to speak in a language where someone is going to reciprocate and feel the investment that you're giving to them. Exactly, because it doesn't just work for, you know, married couples or people in a relationship. It's, you know, parents, children, work. Business relationships, the whole spectrum. So educate yourself and make sure you are emotionally aware. All right, so this week we want to chat about the whole concept of the extrovert and the introvert. Now, I wrote a blog about this a couple of years ago and people loved it, seemed to, I guess, help them. So I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I wish you did send it to me because the fact that we had to restart this podcast four (laughs) times because apparently you just don't understand what I'm talking about. I know, I had to like explain it to you. Okay, so just to make it clear, Mm -hmm. 
Being, what is an introvert and what is an extrovert? It's actually all based around... It's not. They're not personality types. It's based around how you rejuvenate. So, if you are an extrovert, it doesn't mean that you are always doing jazz hands down the street and you're about to break into song <laughs> and you need a spotlight on you all the time. In saying that, mm-hmm. possibly it does because there are some extroverts like that. But I'm just saying it's mm-hmm. not a mould. What it means is if you are an extrovert, you are rejuvenated by being around people. That is what recharges your batteries. Okay. Likewise, an introvert does not mean that you are full melancholy, don't look people in the eye and wear black all the time. It just means that you are rejuvenated by being alone and there's nothing wrong with that. And you love to be alone to the fact that if we even go on holidays, you'll make us take the long way, which might add another 15 minutes to get to the buffet. But you just do not want to see that couple from last night, which you just met. Why is that? Oh, I know. It's just so draining sometimes. But anyway, so many couples. I find- love making new friends and I actually want to work I this out. I love making new friends too, but there's just a balance. I mean, you could like honestly make new friends all day, every day. And I just need a little bit of downtime after making new friends. Is really a whole nother two Ks to our walk that important to avoid someone? It's also good to get exercise because, you know, I don't have time to exercise. So, when I'm on holidays, maybe, you know, that might play a part. I must say this did help our relationship (laughs) because I did question sometimes whether Emma was a Nigel no friends or if this girl from Ipswich could actually string a sentence together because we met at work and she'd talk a lot and we'd get back and it's like... Tumbleweed, no conversation, silence. Like, can you talk My to me? My job is to talk. My job is uh, radio, television. I'm actually being paid to communicate all the time. And I also have three kids, remember? So I know, you keep, you keep bringing that up. That's the first time I've brought it up. Well, you brought it up on the way here. I've got three kids. I can't go out. Anytime someone texts, can we catch up? Oh, I've got three kids. I don't say that. I've never said that. You drop that. that as the excuse why we can't catch up for dinners and go out on the weekend that all the time. That is so not true. I've never said that to anyone as an excuse. I've just said it to you. So, what do you say? Behind closed doors as to like, I need some space. I have a job and three kids. Please stop with the 100 social events that you put in our calendar. Well, I must admit- Because we are very different in this area. It is helpful because when we first started in our relationship, I thought, why is she so quiet? What have I done? <laughs> Why is she mad again? And I'm like, why does he just talk all the time? Well, these are the subtle differences between introverts and extroverts. And as Emma said, sometimes the understanding is that extroverts, they're talkative and outgoing, while introverts, on the other hand, they're quiet and private. Mm. And it, it might be true, but there's it goes deeper. This is how we recharge so yes. we can actually do life well and uh, interact better with each other and live a better story, a healthier story and a happier story. So- Mm-hmm. I did some research, Emma, and I found out some other subtle differences between introverts and extroverts, which might help relationships. I kind of like this. I feel like maybe I'll be a little more understood now. <laughs> well. And you'll maybe not schedule something every Friday and Saturday night. Don't you want friends? Don't you like yes, actually hanging I with people? Yes, I do, but I want them in moderation. It's very kind of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you all. All of my friends that are listening, I love you. See, now you understand why Emma <laughs> takes two days to get back to you when you text her. If you look at her phone, you know the inbox? Oh, how- my gosh. No, 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 no. If you text me, I'll get back to you. If you call, if you keep calling and leave voicemails, now, I listen. Please explain because I think some <laughs> people might be offended at the fact that they call and they don't leave voicemails. Maybe it's introverts. Oh, my gosh. I do not understand that. 
So people call and Emma gets really annoyed if they actually don't leave a voicemail. No, just just leave a voicemail. Just tell me everything you wanted to say in the message. I can listen to the message when I have a minute and then I can reply with all the answers. You realise that's why they keep calling because they want to talk to you, whereas you don't answer. So And then, well, then they, they keep calling and they the, don't... They should say in the message, hey, I just called for a chat. Call me back when you have time. Because then I would call them when I am in the headspace for a chat. Okay, classic case of an introvert, someone who recharges <laughs> by spending time alone, where I kind of like to recharge I by being like all, social. I feel like all the introverts right now are going, yes, that's me. And then they're going to send this podcast to all the extrovert partners that drive them crazy. But they love, because they celebrate the difference. Well, I, I would say your whole family might be introvert, Em, because when oh you first gosh, met... Oh, my gosh, they're total introverts. They're total introverts. Well, I say, they say the definition of an extrovert is one who speaks more, <laughs> and, the, and the definition of an introvert is someone who listens more. Yes. Which I, one are you? Do you speak more or listen more? I listen more. I sp- okay, wh- why are you looking at me like that? Okay, I, obviously, I talk a lot at work, yeah. but at home, I like to listen. Well, I don't know if this classification actually rings true because <laughs> if I recall correctly, every time we have a conversation, I might be 40 seconds into what I'm saying and your eyes either go down to the left, <laughs> up to the right, and I'm like, hello, Emma, I've lost you. Where were you? And every single time sorry, you're off in fairyland. It does take a bit to keep me engaged. So I am easily unengaged. You're easily distracted. Emma. I was I trying think- to, I was going to say easily distracted, but I, I sound like, a goldfish. Uh, so I wanted to sort of tone it down a little. Well, I'm not sure if this fits in the introvert extrovert category. I think this could be something else that we probably need to deal with because <laughs> this is possibly just a crutch. The fact that you don't like to listen to me or you don't listen well to me. I, just I will want to put have it out you there. know that a lot of people have told me I'm a good listener and they feel heard. So what does a good listener res- do? They respond accordingly because they don't cut th- the other person off. They actually just listen and let them finish, and they and they are comfortable with some space in the conversation. Well, I must admit, all I require from you is just to, after I've said something, say I heard you. Repeat back to me what I said, and I'm fine. But for some reason, you just like I heard you, and that's all you need to know. And it's not helpful. Oh, it's so painful to then repeat it back to you. Okay. Well, I'm understanding. It's like I'm in school again. School of relationship, Emma. (laughs) It's called relationship. Uh, One of the differences uh, they have here in regards to the differences between introverts and extroverts, Mm -hmm. and you've got to tell me which one this is. One of them easily accepts change. The other struggles with change. Oh, do you know what? I think I easily accept change. I mean, we're about to move to another country I spontaneously decided we were moving on the weekend, <laughs> which I think you're still coming to terms with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe I don't fit the mould completely. I reckon you're more extrovert than you think because extroverts Ooh. are actually the ones that accept change easily. I kind of like introverts- change. I kind of like mixing it up. Okay. good. Mm. To- I'm learning more about you as it is. I think you're breaking <laughs> the mould. Uh, this one, it says that one introvert and one extrovert gets distracted easily the other deep focus for a long time i definitely get distracted easily (laughs) and they say that is the characteristic of an extrovert i need to work on that i don't think that's a positive thing so the fact that you don't want to catch up with friends all the time you just want to sit at home be a recluse yeah i think it's just i definitely do it's it's a front (laughs) no it's legit (laughs) please please don't invite me out again please honestly i'm done we'll never be able to go for dinners (laughs) ever more so you, I mean, All our the- friends are going to be like, we could we go out for dinner? I mean, does Emma really want to? Like, 
If you're taking me to Yamcha, I'll go anytime. There you go. Just invite me to the right place. So this is obviously introverts and extroverts are different than personality types, yeah? Very, yeah, yeah. How, what's it's, the difference? It's, it's mainly focused around how you rejuvenate. So, you know, the different personality types, um, sanguine, melancholy, choleric, phlegmatic, mm-hmm. and they each have their own, you know, box of characteristics. Dude, can I just say phlegs are challenging? <laughs> My whole family of phlegs. <laughs> can you just they're, respond to me? Give me so just give me something see, back, you phlegs. See, here's the thing. It's like, do we just have to sit there, <laughs> listen to you, listen to Coldplay in the dark with some candles? It's, oh. it's interesting, though, because phlegmatics are very easygoing and melancholies are also known to be very easygoing. So a lot of people appreciate someone easygoing because my whole family, we're all very chilled out, very easygoing. I do love your family. I wasn't saying that Yeah, because you know I'm going to send them this podcast, right? <laughs> I wasn't saying your family's challenging. <laughs> I mean, is it phlegs or melancholics? Which are the ones which is like cold plates? You're thinking, oh, probably a bit of both, actually. I think both categories kind of. <laughs> Talk oh, Coldplay. Really? I love yeah. Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay's awesome. We love Coldplay. So, but you, I mean, if you're going to talk about personality types, you are definitely, choleric would be your number one, yeah? Like, you're a type A driver. Mm. You're very assertive. I don't need to wonder what you're thinking. I'll tell um, you. you. You'll tell me. Yes, you will. How do you rejuvenate then as an introvert? I think you're also what- a little bit sanguine. I, I, you I throw do. some jazz hands out there, babe. I don't like the jazz hands. I you like- have no problem with being in the spotlight. You'll take your shirt off, do a dance. Yep. It's not jazz hands. It's <laughs> R&B. Drop it like it's hot hands. Come on. Okay, right. Yep, got it. So, in understanding you as an introvert, mm-hmm. how do you actually rejuvenate? I rejuvenate by, honestly, my ideal day would actually be, this never happens. I can't even remember the last time this happened, would actually be staying at home all day, not talking to anyone, turning my phone off and watching movies on the couch. And I don't have to have one conversation with a single soul. See, that would actually be a perfect day for me. But, but <laughs> Really? Any, it would. But anytime we go to watch a movie, you don't watch movies. You watch social media and you'll glance at the movie and ask me every five minutes, oh, who's that? But that what goes happened? back to being easily distracted. <laughs> Which means you're an extrovert. Who are you? Who are maybe you? Maybe I'm just very confused about life. Mm-hmm. But this is this is helpful. I'm, I'm understanding that maybe you're an extroverted introvert. Maybe I am. Is there such a thing? Possibly. But also... You don't like to be boxed in though, do you? Oh, never. Uh, you know what? I like to break moulds and boxes what and are pretty things- much everything. And I think it's important in relationship because I think one time when you define yourself as an introvert, then everyone expects you to do things this way, and it doesn't they don't yeah. allow you to change. And I think that's not helpful in any relationship because I have found you over the years, the ten years of marriage, you have been a whole lot more introverted, but now you've become a whole lot more extrovert because you will tell it as it is. That is true, you know. And you've become I, a whole lot more bold <laughs> to my detriment <laughs> in speaking true. your opinion oh, and can saying you, what you feel. But when we first got married, I didn't have strong communication skills, I think. Yeah, I just couldn't communicate what I felt really mm. with any relationship. Oh, you've got no issues with that now, babe. Oh, no issues. Absolutely no issues. You'll tell it as it is. I do. I reckon one of the greatest things- Which has been a great area of growth. Let's celebrate that. (laughs) Celebrate. Celebrate the areas of growth. (laughs) Can we stop talking about me? Let's talk about you. Well, I just before you do say that, I'm happy to talk about me (laughs) because I just love talking about me. Yes, you do. I just had had an epiphany that one of the greatest strengths in our relationship is the fact that we've allowed each other to change the categorization of not just being you're the sanguine and you're the flag or you're the melancholic or you're the introvert you're the extrovert but allowing each other to change and get outside of the boxes who likes to be inside of the box stand on the box see a little further dream a little bit bigger i actually think that's a really good thing 
to know for couples that are, you know, looking now or is this the right person that I should marry? Because you know what? They're not going to stay the same. True. <laughs> They're in a whole heap of different categories. They're going to keep growing and evolving. And our job is to help that other person grow and evolve and flourish. Right? Totally. Create an environment where they can change, where they can be someone different. Because I reckon one of the worst things, and I don't know if you've experienced this. So we live in, uh, we live in Sydney uh, at the moment uh, en route to moving to Miami, but I'm from this country town called Wagga Wagga, and Emma's from this illustrious town called Ipswich. It's a lovely country town. And we kind of. My mum doesn't like me calling it a country town. It's not. It's a. It's a developing city. It's, it's pretty it's, big. It's a growing city. The point was, each Christmas we do rotate whether we'll go down to Wagga and see my family or we'll go to Ipswich and see yours. Yeah. But it's funny, when you see your old friends, they kind of remember you as you were in year 12. Yes. And who wants to be remembered for that? Well, not me. <laughs> if you knew me back then, oh my goodness, painful. I was it's- so emotionally dysfunctional. <laughs> And I'm the first one to admit it. <laughs> well, I think all of us were. I mean, I was pretty perfect. Uh, oh, but- my gosh. <laughs> well, I was growing in understanding who I was. but even- well, I wasn't growing at all. <laughs> even in understanding that. It's amazing how people will see you and remember you who you were, but it's like, can you allow me to grow? Can you allow me to change? I'm no longer that little kid who was making those stupid, dirty jokes or whatever it was. I've grown up and I've got, I'm a, I'm a family now. And I think it's important to allow in relationships people to grow in who they are and allow them to be that person and celebrate that person they're becoming. Yeah, Absolutely. I just felt like I was a preaching moment. I felt like it was an Oprah moment right there. And I just don't feel you've celebrated it enough. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing, Terrence. That was awesome. You are so awesome. There you go. Did I tick the box? We can move on, but you just said awesome twice without saying why it was awesome. Sorry, generic term Mm. I threw out there. My love tank is filled in the fact that you're still trying. Okay, great. Also, as I mean, kind of along the lines of what you just mentioned, in this different seasons of life, especially for a woman. So as a woman, Mm -hmm. right, the seasons of life are are much more, I guess, exaggerated because we work and obviously we go, you know, we study and we work and we work our way up that ladder. But then also we need to come away. We don't need to. If you want, you can choose to come away and grow human beings. And that's a totally different season. But then we have to if you want, again, you don't have to Mm -hmm. go back into the workplace. And sometimes you do that whole rotation multiple times, which I have done now with baby number four on the way. So I think for us as women, we go through far more seasons and have to be far more flexible than Mm. the average man. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say it's seasonal. So, I, think, I think for a guy as well, uh, I think for me, when I am at work, so for example, extroverts generally will speak up in meetings. So they're in meetings, they will speak. It's like, my opinion is important and it needs to be heard by everybody. Uh, some introverts <laughs> will share I that. I never would have guessed that no. about you, Terence. Some introverts or introverts in general may only share ideas when they're prompted. So someone asks them, otherwise you just don't get out of them what's important. I think in the context of being in leadership or you're leading a team, whether it's a TV team that I'm leading or a church context, it's great to be that extra bit. But I think it's sometimes at home, it squashes people. I found that with you, I can't be the extrovert all the time. I've got to be that introvert who actually goes, what do you think, Em, and share those ideas? Because it allows you to come out of your shell. Mm. And I think it's a healthier balance in relationship. Yeah. So I guess being flexible to kind of slot into what environment you're in and what season you're in in life as totally. well. Because I've found so, with the kids... So with the I- goal of bringing out the best in those around you. That should Perfect. always be the end goal. Perfect. Bringing out the best in those around you, whatever environment, in the work environment, in the home environment, with your partner, with your kids. Yeah. 
I must admit, here's a good point about you, sweetheart, is when it comes to being a introvert, I think it's been great that you have actively gone, you know what, I need to share my opinion because Terrence won't know unless I share it. So you've been sharing your opinion a whole lot more. <laughs> I, I know, but that, but, honest, I, but I had good. to work on that because hmm. that doesn't come naturally to me. I'm actually quite happy to keep it to myself. But that's not helpful for me or anyone else. Cause so I learned in our first few years of marriage. <laughs> because I'm... <laughs> Well, think about the, the different friends the who never speak up. They're frustrated with other friends because, you know, they'll call you and they'll have a little whinge about this person. But it's like, have you actually spoken up and shared oh that with goodness. them? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Can I just say, I have two friends yes. who do this to each other. So, mm. they both call me mm. and say they're so frustrated about this person. And I say the same thing to both of them. Have you said this to her? Mm. Why don't you communicate to her? I think she would be open to it. Why don't you just have a chat? And then they just don't. And honestly, it actually got to the point where I said to one of them, I can't actually engage with you about this anymore because you're not interested in progressing. Well, you're not willing to talk to them about it. How will they ever know what it's an issue and be able to change anything? I've said that so clearly to her. And, but it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? You actually can't talk to me about this anymore because I'm just getting frustrated because you won't talk to her. So I'm not your sounding board anymore. Deal with it. Anyway, she, she didn't. Um, She didn't? No. Okay. Are they still friends? (laughs) They are. I don't understand. Uh, whatever. I've left it. That's it, their own deal. It's amazing how we can be dysfunctional. Uh, as an extrovert, one of the great parenting tips that has really helped me, and I've watched you, Ems, in that I generally just speak my opinion as an extrovert to the kids instead of asking them because it's like, you know what, you're a fetus. You're, you're two minutes old. What would you know? <laughs> They're I- not two minutes. They're seven and eight. Same thing. It's like, what would you know that daddy doesn't know? But it's interesting how just asking them sometimes, and for example, my, my daughter Hosanna has very thick curly hair. And I thought I was the expert in, in knowing how to do her hair, which was oh a, my a, nice, goodness. a nice 80 side pony. And it looked fantastic. It got heaps of commercial work for her. They loved it. But after a while, she would just cry and scream. And she'd actually hide from me and go to Emma and say, I don't want daddy to touch my hair. And at first, I was quite hurt (laughs) and offended that the hair expert, being a dad, being quite involved, she didn't want me to touch her hair. Mm -hmm. But then I asked her, you know, why? And we had a, a conversation and allowed her. She's quite an introvert. She's such a sweet little soul. She's actually just like me. So I understand her. That's why she comes to me. And I think that's good (laughs) because she was able to divulge to you that she doesn't like daddy doing my hair because it pulls my hair. It doesn't look cool. The kids at school tease me with my hair. They were teasing her. And I so wanted to go and just have some conversations and some laying hand of hands on some of those little boys who were teasing her. But it probably wouldn't be appropriate a 30-year-old dad going and pushing around a little six-year-old. You're also 37. But you know what? The question I asked her was, what do you like? Forget what everyone else is saying, even what dad's saying. What do you like? How do you want your hair? Hang on. You told her to forget what dad was saying? I said it in a much more diplomatic way. Great way to be on the same page (laughs) of parenting. Hair is very important to females. Mm. That's a whole other subject. But it's important that she knows what she wants and she has the freedom to do her hair the way she likes. As a mother... So that's important. So, yeah. And that's a great win. And I think in general, as an extrovert, it's easy to take over conversation and squash people. But if you allow those introverts who are basically rejuvenating as they think the thoughts in their head instead (laughs) of expressing them. But as a dad, as an extrovert, I've learned if I can just ask my daughter questions and allow the introvert in her to be extroverted and get that opinion out, it really does help our relationship and helps everyone in the whole family. And to balance out the family, our son is very much like you. He will communicate everything. Everything he's thinking, he doesn't hold 
anything back. That's and my boy. That's so, my boy. You know, there is balance. And we do have a little, almost, well, she's 10 months old. So we're all waiting to see how she is because we are all so extreme. But on this topic, I did just want to bring up the subject, which is very, very discussed right now. Ghosting. Now, I heard you've mentioned ghosting, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. Okay, so ghosting is when you leave a social event, a party, without saying goodbye. You just kind of ghost. You just disappear. That's just called rude. It's Well, that's the thing. I don't think it is rude. Okay, so I understand why people do this, and there's been many debates. When is it okay to ghost? Is ghosting okay? Never. (laughs) I invite you to my party. I put on money. I spend, (laughs) and you're just going to walk away without even a thank you. All right. Rude. Now I hashtag never coming back. Wow. Okay. So you obviously have never being invited back. Ghosting has become quite common in social circles in society of late. So ghosting basically just means to disappear. You're disappearing without saying anything. So you know, to say goodbye to everyone at a party can sometimes mean another first of all half an hour, and it's just painful for everyone, right? I reckon it's painful for everyone, even the person that you're saying Not for the extrovert. It's fantastic. The fact that you've taken time to come and say, this party was awesome. But not just this party was awesome. This party was awesome because you did X, Y, Z. And thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. See, that's back, to, that's back to love think, languages, I, Emma. It's explaining yeah, why. Yeah, I know, right? I think there's a way to ghost well without offending. You need to say goodbye to the host of the party. I actually do think that. You, th- you thought mm-hmm. that I was just going to bail on everyone. I think it's important to say Emma, goodbye. you said, I'll go out to the car and I'll meet you there. <laughs> I have done at, that before. At the, end, at the end of a church service, it's, I'm in the car. I'll see you soon. <laughs> and then every two minutes, text because coming through. Where are you? Where are you? I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. I think it's important. I, I do have a balance with this. I think it's important to say goodbye to the host of the party. But I like to do it quietly because if I make a big deal, like, hey, we're going now, then you've got to say goodbye to everyone because they're like, oh, you're going. Oh, I'll see you then. Oh, we should catch up here. And you've got to have all these conversations. So I like to quietly say goodbye to the mm. host. Always. I don't bail you know what that's on called? the host. It's called a first world problem, Emma. I do think there are certain uh, social events where it is not okay to ghost. And that is, for example, a wedding where they have paid a lot for you to come and eat. Wow, there is actually some social discretion. I had a few people ghost so on our wedding gladly- reception and I remember who they are. Oh, gosh. Mm, I do. I was I like, really? Do you know how much this meal costs? Well, here's the thing. Actually, <laughs> I might switch my tab because... Come to think of it, if you've had some interaction with them and it's been positive the whole night, you probably don't remember because by the end of the night, you don't see check off a list and say, did I say goodbye to this person? Did they come and say goodbye? It's like, if you've had enough good interaction, I reckon that's goodbye enough. Yeah, good. I'm glad we're actually on the same page with something. This the- is amazing. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Progress. But the question is, do you sit in the corner? Because extroverts actually like group conversation, whereas you, at a party, you'll be over in the corner talking to that one person. You'll be like, Terrence, why didn't you come and save me? <laughs> <laughs> I have I've only Give done Give me that. that eye. Why didn't you come and save I've me? I've only done that once or twice. Come on. You're, you're throwing me under the bus here. You mean like when we walk into the party and say, you will not leave me. I don't do, do that not anymore. Leave me. <laughs> I don't see. That's the thing. I used to do that, but now I'm like, yeah, see you later. 
That's true. I, I, I'm, and that is helpful for our relationship because we get to talk all the time at home. So, that's, and that's the thing. And that's what I was trying to explain. If we talk all the time at home, or I talk and you pretend to listen. But if we do that at home, why go to someone else's house and we've got all these friends we never see and do the same thing? It's like, I go and talk. You can go and talk. We come back and we talk about what we talked about. Okay. Now, look, we do have to wrap it up. But I do just want to broach one more uh, topic around the introvert and extrovert. Mm-hmm. Going on holidays with... Friends. Mm. We have lots of friends that go on holidays with other friends, right? I'm and, probably on the same page with you that I... I Okay, so here's the thing for me. Maybe it's because sometimes some of us- our friends want to go and stay at the uh, eight-star resort and we're like, okay, let's just do four-star. <laughs> we, we don't want to tell them we can't afford it. it. <laughs> <laughs> We've totally done that so many times. We've said, oh, sorry, we can't make it. We're like, well, are you going to pay the bill? Oh my goodness, we'd have to like sell a car. So, um, so this is probably one area that we are on the same page with. Now, here's the thing, because life is very fast. We live in a you know a capital city. It's very busy. It's very fast. We both work, kids, the rest. You know, we actually have no family in Sydney. So, you're when- dropping that. I've got kids and working again. That's the second time. Okay. Third. So. <laughs> So when we take a holiday, which, you know, isn't that regular. So for me, that's actually treasured family time. Like I want time with the family. I want time with the kids. And that's really important to me. Whereas uh, other people I've found, Mm. the reason they go on holidays with other families is so that the kids play together. But uh, that kind of defeats the purpose for me because I actually want time with the kids. Yeah, I'm with you. If if we were going to do a family holiday with somebody, I'd want to make sure that there is clearly defined distinct times where it's our family and then maybe mm. between one and five in the afternoon let's all catch up together or we put the kids in the kids club one night or get a babysitter and then we all go out together because i'd for be me- very specific with who i like i could i could actually name some people right now who i definitely would go on a holiday with, oh totally but i won't because then, then the other ones, the other ones will get offended <laughs> so just think of all your extroverts <laughs> See, I love the extroverts. All you extroverts I- <laughs> are banned. <laughs> I, I love going on holidays. I would actually love to go on holidays with some people. It might be quite fun. Because, see, when I want to go and do the adventures, like get the moped and go for a ride, and you're like, it's too dangerous. You're a father. Be responsible. Okay, wait a minute. I knocked myself unconscious on a moped. Oh, so I'm paying for all your so, previous mistakes so at high school. I, uh, yes. And yes, I was in high school. And yes, I was riding without a helmet. But it was a traumatic experience. And I don't like riding mopeds now. I'm sorry. Uh, So finally, look, to wrap up, if you are in a relationship and you're totally different in this area, how do you find the compromise? I think it's important to understand that it's okay to be different, first of all, and that difference doesn't mean that you're deviant. And uh, just because she's quiet doesn't mean she hates you. And just because he's out there and never shuts up doesn't mean that he doesn't care about your opinion. That's just the kind of the way that he recharges. And so maybe the differences can be celebrated. But at the same time, the compromise has to be reached where you realize just because I'm an extrovert doesn't mean everything about my personality or my, if it's not a personality type, what do we call it? How I'm wired, I guess. Yeah, just because I'm wired as an extrovert doesn't mean that every aspect of that is positive. Maybe I need to take some time to create some space so the introvert can share their opinion. The introvert can have some time to recharge in quiet and I don't need to play a podcast out loud in the bedroom (laughs) where she constantly yells at me and says, turn it off, I just need quiet. I do like silence in the car as well, by the way. Was that was that one topic we didn't get a chance to go into? We and I just needed to bring it up. We didn't get a chance to go into that, but thanks for throwing that in there. Well, it was just <laughs> talking about the fact that introverts like quiet, extroverts like a little bit more input. And so... <laughs> 
there's always a balance to be found. But you know what? I mean, look, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, the key is always compromise. Mm. Everyone has to give a little bit in, in relationships. And I think that is very healthy. It's very hard to be in a relationship with someone who's selfish. And if you are really selfish, it's going to be hard for you to maintain that relationship. Everyone needs to flex a little, give a little, and everyone will be happier for it. So true. And understanding in that flexibility that, you know what? I've got a part of the story and someone else has a part of the story as well. And the difference that we bring actually brings completion to the story. And so as an introvert, they can add to the story just like you as an extrovert can add to the story. And what makes them different makes them special, makes them unique, but actually makes them necessary for a healthy relationship. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Terence and Emma podcast all about relationships and seeing things differently. If you liked it, share the love and send it round and tune in again next time.